Is now a good time or a bad time to buy real estate? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about a question that I get all the time, and it doesn't matter if the economy is good or bad or in the middle, if we're in a boom or a bust. A lot of people ask me this question, is now a good time or a bad time to invest in real estate? Well, I have a simple answer. The answer is yes. It is. That could be a little confusing. So is it a good time or a bad time? Well, yes, it is. It can be both. And uh, I'm going to give you some reasons why. When you invest in a property, there are some things you have to look at, no matter what the economy is, no matter what the situation is. Uh, in the country with the economy. And those things don't change. You always have to look at those things. You always have to be aware of them when you're buying a property. Now, the economy does play a huge part in it, uh, so you can't ignore that. But it depends on a lot of things, and we're going to go over five of those things. These are not the only items you have to be concerned about, but these are five extremely important things that you have to look at. First of all, I want to talk about two, I wouldn't call them rules, but two things you need to remember when you're investing in commercial real estate. Number one is be patient. Number two is don't do anything stupid. And uh, I have to tell you, I am very guilty of violating both of those things multiple times. I'm sure I'll do it again. Uh, I try not to, but you know what? Everybody's going to violate those two items, those two rules. Uh, it's just the way it is. We, it's human nature to be impatient. I'm a little, probably a little more impatient than a lot of people. Uh, and I've done some stupid things. And we're all going to do stupid things uh, when it comes to investing in real estate. So first of all, let's talk about the first item. What market are you buying in? What market are you investing in? That can make a huge difference in whether or not it's a good time to buy real estate. Now, we've had a lot of housing issues going on. Housing has its own set of problems. It's uh, a lot of things are connected to the housing market. Housing market affects a lot of things. And one of the areas that the housing market can affect is commercial real estate. Now, If you're in one of these areas that um, I'm sure you've noticed, we're in a bubble. We've been in a huge bubble, probably the biggest real estate bubble in history. And it's starting to deflate right now. And people are losing a lot of money on houses. They've been overpaying, paying way over appraised value, way over asking cost. And now that interest rates have gone up, those values, their, their, their equity is disappearing. It's just evaporating. So uh, if your market is one of those markets where the housing market has gone crazy, 
in my area here in the central Texas area around Austin, we've lost probably, I believe the last number I saw was that we had a 56% decline in home sales. That can affect commercial real estate. We've had so many people move in here that uh, right now, unless they all move out, commercial real estate is going to be fairly healthy here. Uh, so uh, population growth has a lot to do with that. I want to give you one example of a market. Uh, the market that I have the most experience in is the Permian Basin uh, in West Texas, Midland and Odessa. Those two cities have a very unusual real estate market, a very unusual economy because it's based on oil, oil and gas. The economy in that area usually runs the opposite of the rest of the country. Now, if you come in there and you don't know that and you buy at the top of the market, which is what a lot of people do, uh, you could get burned pretty bad because they're always going to have booms and busts. Every time the price of oil goes up and down, it changes the local economy. And a couple of years ago, um, we had a case where oil went the lowest it's been in his, history. I believe it, it even went negative for a while. I think it went to negative 30 or $40. And then it came back up and it settled at around $40 a barrel. And now it's up around 80 a barrel. So uh, you can have some wild price fluctuations. But when that happens, that market kind of tanks. It goes goes down quite a bit. And those that's usually a good time, a good time to buy out there when when the market goes down for a prolonged period, now this one hasn't been down very long, so uh, it may not happen, but but right now the economy in the rest of the country is on its way down. Price of oil is on its way up, so the economy out there is going to be on its way up. So right now is probably a pretty decent time to buy property there. Now, if, if it was going the other way, then I'd say, oh, wait till it gets to the bottom, wait till it, till everything crashes and then go by. And the problem is timing. Timing and intuition are very important. And if you're a new investor, that's something that's it's very hard to teach. Uh, it can be taught, but uh, the best thing you can do is have mentors in, in the real estate investing business. When you have a mentor, they have experienced those things. They've been through all the ups and downs, and they know how to time things. They have developed their intuition and timing, and that's something that you can learn from them. They're not going to give you a set of instructions on how to do it, but but uh, you can learn that from them. So be aware of the market you're buying in, what's going on there, what the characteristics are, and what the industries are there that are that are very important to that economy. The second thing is, what type of property is it? You know, there are a lot of different types of properties. Now, if you're if you're buying residential property, if you're investing in houses, personally, I have an aversion to houses. I don't invest in in houses uh, unless things get really bad in the economy, prices get really really low. Uh, you know, I, I would. I might be willing to do that, but I'm not going to buy and hold a house for very long. Uh, I just don't like to have properties that people live in, but that's my my choice. But I'm going to get to that in just a minute, uh, more into that subject. But um, 
what type of property do you want to invest in? You want to invest in houses or commercial property? Houses right now are at the center of this real estate crash. They're going to take a tumble. It's going to go down. Interest rates have gone up. Uh, There are a lot of uh, crash deniers out there that say, oh, it's going to be fine. You know, home, home sales are going to go back up and we have a housing shortage and, uh, you know, it can't possibly go down because we're short a million houses or a million units. But I'm telling you, I drive around these new neighborhoods here and construction has stopped. If there's such a housing shortage, why have they stopped building? Uh, I'm talking about houses that are half finished that have been sitting there for six months and nobody's touched them. Why would that be going on if we have such a horrible shortage of, of houses? Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't seem logical to me. And, um, right now I wouldn't touch a residential investment. However, commercial, that's another story. Texas in general has a lot of growth. So when you have growth, even though the housing market is not doing well here because of the interest rates, When you have all this growth, uh, people have already moved in. We've increased our population by a huge amount. So now now we have to catch up with the commercial property. We have to put in businesses to service all these people. And they need properties. They need commercial properties to lease. So think about that. Do you want to invest in homes, in houses, where it's a much more emotional business, or commercial, where it's uh, commercial investors leave their emotions behind them. They pull out their calculator and they make their decisions based on logic and math, not emotions. The third thing you need to look at is something that uh, I learned from Garrett Gunderson, and he talks about investor DNA. And what that is, is some people are just wired for certain kind of investments. Some people are more prone to investing in certain things like cryptocurrency or real estate or stocks. Um, So if your investor DNA gives you a desire to be a stock investor, that's probably what you need to invest in. But if it runs toward real estate, then... You need to look at real estate. And in real estate, it goes even further. We can drill down a little bit farther and look at your real estate investor DNA. There are many different property types. You know, you can invest in industrial, office, retail, apartments. I lean more toward industrial properties and office properties. Those are my preferences Uh, It's what I know. It's what I feel best about. Uh, And I I have an aversion to properties where people live in. Uh, If you have a property where someone lives in it, I don't want it usually. Uh, And as far as retail goes, I, you know, I like retail. I like the, the properties, the buildings and the, you know, the land and the locations and everything, but retail has a high failure rate. And 
a lot of times these stores will come in, a retail operation will come in and they'll sign a three-year or five-year lease. And after a year or two, they'll be gone. They'll be out of business because they, there's a high failure rate. Now, the good thing about retail is it's usually multi-tenant. Multi-tenant is always good if you can get something that's multi-tenant. But it's still a high failure rate. It's a high turnover rate. And it's expensive every time it turns over. So that's kind of outside my DNA. Now I know people who I know people who love retail and they've created nice little empires with uh, with retail real estate. It's just not in me. It's just not my preference. So the fourth thing you need to look at is the deal there. Is it a good deal? Is it actually a good deal? A couple of things here. One thing I like to tell people is the deal of the century comes along about once a month. And it's actually true. If you miss one, don't worry about it. Another one will come along. You don't have to chase after something just for the sake of getting a good deal. Because it might not be all that good. Uh, and if if you don't get it, don't sweat over it. It's it, Another one will come along. They always do. And the next thing is, here's where a lot of people get trapped. Investors will set a goal, and this is where the beginning investor has a little bit of an advantage over a professional and experienced investor. A lot of investors will set a goal, and they'll say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make 12 deals this year, a minimum of 12 deals. And they'll go out, and they will make sure that in 12 months they make 12 deals. Well, it's not something you can just plan on a rush like that. Uh, sure, you can set the goal, but don't sweat it if you miss it. Don't buy a property just because you haven't bought one this month and you, you need to keep up with your goal of 12 deals a month, uh, a year. Uh, don't do that. That falls under the category of doing something stupid. Uh, you want to be sure that your deal is a good deal be sure that it's it's actually something you want. Don't buy it just because you have the goal of a certain number of deals a year. So, is your deal really there? Think about that before you buy. The last thing, number five, will your deal make money? This is the reason we're in business in the first place. Will your deal make money? If it's not going to make money, then why do you want it? You don't want it. You don't want a deal that uh, doesn't give you positive cash flow. You don't want a deal that you're going to lose money on every month, that you're going to have to pay into every month. You need to look at three things. The cap rate, which is your rate of return on your purchase. The cash on cash return. The amount of return you get on the cash that you put into the deal. And your cash flow. In real estate, everything rises and falls on cash flow. I've heard people argue against that. They say, no, it's not necessarily the most important thing, but you know what? If you don't have it, why would you buy the property? Nobody wants a property that doesn't provide cash flow. It has to be positive cash flow, not negative cash flow. Positive cash flow every single month. So is your deal going to make money? And don't be afraid 
of making a profit. There's a lot of shaming going on out there toward people who make a profit, people who make money. Don't buy into that garbage. We're in business to make money. You can help more people with the more money you make. The more you make, the more people you can help. So don't buy into that garbage of feeling guilty about making a profit. There's nothing wrong with making a profit. There's nothing wrong with making money. That's why we're here. That's why we're in business in the first place. So is now a good time to buy? Well, it depends on these five things. If you can look at those five things and say yes to each one of those, have an answer for each one. If you know the market you're buying in, if that market is good right now to buy a property and the type of property that you're buying is in demand and it's available to buy and it's at a fair price. If you're investor DNA, if your real estate investor DNA is something that you're aware of, if you know what it is, if you figured that out and you know what part of real estate investing you want to be involved in. If you have a deal that's actually a viable deal, it's actually worth doing. And will you make money? And if you know those things, then you can move forward with a deal. Just remember, be patient. Don't do anything stupid. So that's about it for this episode, and I'll see you next time.